As we, as we go into the, the sermon this morning, go ahead and turn with me over to Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 7 is what we'll read today. Um, as we just got out of this series called Mark, talking about, about, being, about, about following God, following His footsteps, obediently being His servant. We talked about what it looked like to follow God. We talked about who can follow God. And we talked about the deterrence to following God. Um, and today, as we just, we're just, this has been on our heart. It doesn't fit in with the series. It's just something that we want to speak on that God has placed in our heart as, as we turn into the, the Scripture this morning. We're going to talk about how to persevere. Perseverance, okay? All that means is to carry on, to push through, to, to go past, to go farther than you maybe thought that you could or you expected you could. And you persevere through it okay so Joshua 6 verses 1 through 6 is what we'll read but but just to start I want you to understand you know ask you this question have you ever given up on something maybe it was a dream that you had as a youth or a goal that you had as an adult in your career whatever it may be maybe it was something that you felt that God was wanting you to do but for whatever reason you quit on it you know, if Tara was here today, she could, she could tell you honestly that I'm a person that I, I like to get into a hobby and, and get excited about it and, and invest a good little chunk of change in it and, and, and get into it really passionately. And then a couple of months or a year or so, I, I'm on to something else, right? I, I, I've bought a lot of books. I've learned how to do something. And then I figure it out a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is, looks interesting. I'll, I'll give up on that one thing and maybe take my books to McKay's or wherever. And then I'll use that to, to find books on something else. And I'll, I'll find follow through with that. You know, I, I I like to do that. I get excited about something and then I, I give up on it and go on something else. You know, we all have stuff that we've we've given up on, you know, because usually quitting is easier than seeing something through. Quitting is easier than becoming, knowing how to do everything about it by mastering a skill. It's easier to quit. Less time, less effort, right? But it would have been a whole different story if Jesus would have taken that same mentality and ideology to the cross, right? Yeah. It would have been a whole lot easier and required a whole lot less effort for him to quit before he even sat down with supper with his disciples, you know, the night be, the, you know, several hours before. But he went through with it, knowing and understanding all the great pain and the suffering and the heartache and the frustration, all these things that, that he would face in that, he didn't avoid it. He could have punched out, and many of us would have punched out. But we know that he didn't, right? We know that he saw it through to the completion, even to the point where one of the, the few things that he said while he hung on the cross was what? It is finished. Yeah. I didn't quit. I didn't punch out. I saw, saw it through. I, I went. I brought it to completion. Yeah, you know, as Christians, we should understand that it is our calling to be like Christ. And as we've talked over the past several weeks about following Him, as we, we go, went through that series, and, and we are to follow Him. Follow in His footsteps. Follow His example. Follow who He is. So how can we develop this trait of perseverance that Jesus had in Him? Because you may not understand it or know it right now, but, but persevering and following things through, it's not just a good thing to have and put on your resume. It's something that's very important to your spiritual walk with Christ. And ultimately, it's very important to the spiritual life of the people that are around you. One, we must help understand, help people understand that, that Christ is, is not going to just give up 
on us during our situation. By us being an example of not quitting, of not giving up, we show who Christ is. That He follows through. He completes things. But secondly, and maybe even more importantly, is that many times the task that God has put before us has something of great importance to His plan or His desire for your life at the end of it. And if we fail to complete or see that task through, we oftentimes hinder the working of God in our lives and through our lives to those that are around us because we didn't see it through to completion. We did not persevere. We may not ever understand or know the things that were awaiting at the end of that task, but all those things, because we didn't persevere, they removed God reshuffled things he did things different he gave somebody else that responsibility he moved it to somebody else's plate and the blessing that you could have had the good thing that could have come from your life the testimony that you could have had of how God worked through your situation it didn't come to pass because you failed to persevere through whatever it was so to understand how we can persevere complete these things that God has placed in our life, has been given to us to look after, to where the responsibilities that we have to see them through, we'll look at Joshua. We'll look at the Israelites and where their future depended upon them persevering through this situation, through what they were about to do, through what they were about to face. If they fail to persevere here, then it breaks the whole story. It breaks the whole plan. Everything falls apart because this is a main instance of what God was trying to do as he introduces them into the promised land. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, reads like this. So it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horns. And when you hear the trumpet, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. So that's the scripture from Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 through 7. Okay? So how do we learn to persevere? I think the reality is that in life more often than not, we, this statement here, all, all I see is walls, is really the reality of what we face. Verse 2 reads like this. Let's go back to this. It says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand its kings and the mighty men of valor. See, I've given Jericho into your hand. Now, I don't know about you. Jericho has not fallen yet, right? They've not even walked around the walls once yet. We understand that Joshua would oftentimes go off alone and talk with, with how God would present himself, usually in the form of, a, of like some celestial figure, an angel, an angelic figure, and talk with him, give his plans. That's what's happened. So I can just see it. You know, let's paint the picture. Up there on a hillside maybe, overlooking, you know, the, 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 the battlefield, that would, what would be a battlefield, overlooking Jericho and, and the walls and how mighty that city was and everything. And God lays out this plan. So see, I've, I've given you... I've given you Jericho. 
And I don't know about Josh. Well, Josh was a very faithful man. He was he believed and had utmost faith and trust in God. But I don't know if it was me standing there, I would I'd probably stand there and say, All I see is walls. You tell me to see that you've delivered it into my hands, but all I see is is walls, God. All I see is, is these things that are going to hinder us from going into, into this land, into this promised land that you've blessed us with. We've wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. We've spent hundreds of years in Egypt land. We did all these things, and here we are in this promised land that you've given us. And you said that you've given it to us. You said it's ours. You said it's mine. You've, you've put this task in front of us, and you say it's already. But all I see is walls. All I see is the difficulty that I'm going to have to, the difficult things I'm going to have to go through. All I see is the pain and the struggle. All I see is how hard this is going to be. All I see is how inadequate we are when it comes to what's in front of us. That's all I see. You said, see, I've given you Jericho, but but I still can't see past those, those walls. Have you ever wanted to quit something before you ever started it? Right? Man, I could give up to examples. And we all have those examples. Maybe it's something in school. Maybe it's you know something with, with work. They're gonna they're gonna cross train you, and they're putting you in that difficult place. And you don't want to be there. And you don't. You just want to. Maybe you you've set a goal for yourself to to get healthier, or to do this, or to or to do that, or whatnot. Maybe it's a project at home, and and man, you're not. You're not equipped to do that. You don't know what in the world you're doing. And you want to stop before you even even started. I can imagine the children of Israel had a little bit of that within them. He wants us to do to do what? To, to, to walk around those walls for seven days. And, and he'll give us this. He 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 he's given us this this task to to do this. You know, and they they had a clear understanding of what they were supposed to do. And sometimes God speaks into our life, and we clearly understand what it is that God has asked us to do. He laid it out. You woke up and you had the map right beside you, and like God is, this is you. This is this and this, and then you see it very clearly what you're supposed to do. But sometimes, just because you know what you're supposed to do, doesn't mean it seems logical or feasible to you in the in the meantime. You know, I can imagine they probably thought it's illogical that these great, mighty, high walls of Jericho that surround this city of maybe fifty, sixty thousand people, a couple of acres of land that this thing was built on, these mighty walls of Jericho that, that are secure, that there's even houses built on these walls. We understand that from scripture. That walking around them is going to be enough. You know, in our life, maybe it's... You really say, if I pray every day in my life that in my situation, there'll be some resolution to it. Maybe prayer seems inadequate to what you're, you're facing. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. Facing something so grand and so mighty and so tall and so fierce, and you're like, I don't think prayer's enough for this. You tell me if I if I come to church faithfully and pray and read my Bible that my relationship with God will grow and, and I'll have more peace. And But you don't know what I'm going through. That I don't think I can have peace in this situation. No matter how many churches I go to, no matter how many sermons I listen to, no matter how much I read my Bible, 
you don't understand the gravity of what I'm facing. Peace just isn't something I can have no matter what I do, God. Your solution to my problem, Lord, just seems illogical. Just doesn't make sense. I don't see how this leads to that. All I see is walks. But if we are to learn to persevere, to have greater perseverance, then we have to accept this truth, this fact that whatever it is that we are facing, when we just see walls, we can understand that God already sees a way through the wall. That God already has a plan to get us from point A to B, even though we can't even see point B because it's on the other side of that high place, on the other side of that struggle, on the other side of that giant, on the other side of that thing that you're facing and that you're going through. You can't even see it. And He just says, I want you to start walking. You can't see that thing. He already knows a way to get you through and past the walls that we see. Because... God and His might and His understanding and His wisdom, He did look down. And He saw a city that was already conquered. And He saw something that was already delivered to His people, even though us standing on that hill with them, all we would have seen was walls. But to persevere, we will give up. If all we ever see when we see struggles in life is the walls and the difficulties and the hardships and the pains, if everything we come across and every battle we face, we only see the bad of it and we never see God working in it, then... We won't persevere. We will quit. I don't know about you, but it only takes so much of me seeing a bad thing to me wanting to clock out and be done with it, right? I've been at work some days, different times, and you get a bad order, you get something coming through, or every customer is just naggy, naggy, awful, awful, and you're just like, I'm going to take that half of a a vacation day right now, and I'm going to go home, and I'll come back tomorrow when you all get your act together because I don't want to deal with all this craziness. We do that sometimes. Because when all we see is bad, we don't want to be part of that. But what we can understand, if we want to persevere, to learn to have perseverance in our life, then we must understand that when all we see is bad, when all we see is the walls and the torment and the troubles that await us, the storm coming over the mountain, the giant that stands on the other side of the ravine, when that's all we see, you'll want to quit and you'll want to clock out. But when that's what we see, God sees a way. God sees a way through it. God sees a way past it. God sees a way over it. He will deliver us through that. So if we are to learn to persevere, that's the first thing we have to accept and to grasp in our life is that, yes, everything might look bad and everything might look troubled and it might be walls all around you, but God knows a way through it. But then there's also instances where maybe you accept you're going to go down there and you're going to walk around this city. And you're going to do it every day for six days. On the seventh day, you're going to walk around seven times. You're going to be happy about it. And you're going to do it, right? But I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've tried to exercise to varying levels of effect. And walking around in circles is a very mundane thing to do, right? Very mundane. It gets very boring very quickly. And it's very easy to lose track of how far you've walked. And it's very easy to lose track of how much progress you've made. Have I walked one lap or two laps? Four laps or, or six laps? How much progress have I made? And it's very easy to sometimes feel like you're not making any progress at all. When I got out of high school, I went and began to work, uh, to help family and, and stuff, and just to start my life. And I worked at a place that made motors for refrigerator units. Okay. 
Um, and my job was they took these little rotors that were supposed to go into the motors that spun and did all what they're supposed to do. Um, and I was supposed to grind them down to a certain diameter, certain specifications to fit within the right motor part, right? Because they're supposed to all be different sizes and whatnot. So we put this, this machine was, was humongous. And I, I worked three of them. I mean, scary things. If you've got your arm caught in the thing, you're gone. Yeah. So mighty scary things. I put these little B rotors in it and everything, lock them in and grind them down and then go around, right? And there was times we'd get massive orders. I don't know where in the world we're selling to or what we're selling them to. Some places selling refrigerators on special or something. Buy one, get one free because we're having to put out a lot of these parts. And there would be times where my supervisor would push these huge bugs, these big old buggies, full of hundreds upon hundreds, sometimes thousands of these rotors, and say, we got to get these done. we got to get these done for a part. And you go around. I could only work, work three at a time, and, and, and it was a slow grinding thing, just awful things sometimes. Because sometimes, if there was the big orders, you would you would start, and it would take hours before it felt like you had done anything. There wouldn't even be a dent in that buggy because you had so many parts, and it just seemed like you'd take one out and two more would show up, right? It was like there was no progress being made. You'd go to break, you'd go home, you'd come back next day, and there's that same thing, and they push another buggy up in the meantime. There's no progress to be made. Sometimes in our walks with life, when we're trying to accomplish the, the tasks that God has given us, when we're trying to do what God has set before us, when we're trying to be pleasing to Him, when we're trying to accomplish certain things, that's how life can feel sometimes. No matter how hard you've worked, no matter what all you've done, you've made no progress. You feel like you've just sat there spinning your wheels and gone nowhere. I mean, no progress, no growth, nothing. You know, maybe... Maybe you've been praying for a situation to change. And you pray every morning and every night. And you pray on the way to church and on the way to work. And you pray on the way home. And, and, and every time you bow your head to pray over the meal, you, you slip in a little bit about this situation. And you've prayed faithfully and you've prayed earnestly. And you've prayed till you've cried. And you've prayed for, for a few minutes. And you've prayed for hours. And you've, you've prayed and you've begged and you've pleaded and all these things. And it's the situation's not changed. No progress has been made. Maybe you've been pouring into that person that's lost, that neighbor, that family member, that co-worker, that friend. And you talk to them. And you have the uncomfortable conversations. And, and you pay for their meal to sit down with them. And, and you do everything that you know to do to pour into them and to show them the love of God. And, and they are still as adamantly against Christ today as they were the first day that you, you met them. Maybe even more so. No progress. You've been fighting the urge to do those things that you know you're not supposed to do. To do that thing that, that you're convicted of, that you know is not right, that you know is sinful, that you know is damaging to your life, your walk with Christ, to your family, your children, your, your future. You've been fighting it and fighting it, and it still isn't any easier. No progress. No progress. You've been reading, and you study, and you've been trying to be faithful to church, and you want to have a better relationship with Christ. You want to be a better father, better mother, better husband, better spouse, whatever it may be. You want to be a better person. You want to be a better Christian. But you're, you're still that same person. You still struggle with things. You still have, don't feel like you've grown. And you don't feel like you've made any progress. No matter how much you've done. Maybe it's something in your family. Or maybe something with your kids. Or maybe something with your career. Whatever it may be. You work. You put in the effort. You put in the time. You do everything right that you're supposed to do. And it feels like there is no progress. Where's 
Where's the progress? I can't imagine for a week after spending 40 years walking in the desert and God says, okay, it's time to take the promised land. And they're like, all right. They sharpened their swords and they've got ready for battle and they've been training and they've been looking for, they're ready for something different and here they listen to the plan of God and they're like, what you want us to do? You want us You want us to send fire from heaven? You want us to pray down almighty power? You want us to, I want you to walk more. I want you to keep walking. I watched a lot of VeggieTales growing up. Um, and they did a Joshua one. They did one about everything. And there's a song, um, the Peas, which is supposed to be the Jericho people. Um, so keep walking. You won't be knocking down our walls. Keep walking because there's going to fall. It's plain to see your brains are very small because keep walking won't be knocking down our walls. That had to be how it felt. It's like we've walked for 40 years and here we're walking again and we keep walking and we keep walking and it feels like we are nowhere closer. We've lost Moses. We've lost mommy and daddy in the wilderness. We've lost grandpa and grandpa. We had good stuff back in Egypt. We were better off, they said at one point, back in Egypt as servants. And here we are. We just keep walking and we keep walking. And what progress, what thing do I have to show for it? What is going on? And I want to reassure you of this. That just because you don't see progress doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. That just because there's not physical, tangible, you can taste it, you can smell it, you can see it, you can hold it, just because it's not there, just because that evidence isn't there, doesn't mean that you've not grown, doesn't mean that God's not working, doesn't mean that there hasn't been progress Somewhere. Somewhere. God is working, and the Bible says His ways and His thoughts are much higher than our ways and our thoughts. He, he's, he works in mysterious ways. Layman's terms. You ain't going to see it. You ain't going to get it. You ain't always going to understand what He's doing. But He's doing something. And our responsibility is just keep doing the task He has put in front of us. If God would have sat down and had a conversation with each one of the Israelites and every time they had a question, probably would have went something like, you just keep doing what I've told you to do. I've got this. You just keep walking. You're very good at it because I've had you doing it for 40 years now. So I know you can handle this. I didn't put something in front of you you don't know how to do. I gave you something that you're very adequate at doing. You keep doing this and I've got all of this. And you might not see where this leads, and it might not seem like it's going anywhere for you. But it's not your responsibility to determine if this is an adequate way to do what I've asked you to do. It's your responsibility just to do it. And I'll take care of the growth and the progress and the moving forward that I've wanted you to do. You know, many times in ministry, anybody that's worked in a ministry, whether it be youth, whether it be church or food pantry or, or whatever it is, you've just ministered in families, there's a lot of times where you go seasons and it feels like there's not growth, there's not progress. It feels like you're just doing the same thing, it's the same people, the same sermons sometimes, the same conversations, the same prayers. It doesn't feel like there's growth, but there's oftentimes there comes a season where all the work that was put in back here that didn't seem to be going anywhere, all comes to fruition right here. And sometimes God doesn't work in gradual gratification. 
that he's going to make you feel like you've done some great thing every day. Sometimes he waits and he just gives you all of it at once. And he says, you've been faithful over a few things, is what he tells us in the Bible when we go through judgment and we go into heaven. I'll make you ruler over many. Sometimes he just lumps it all on at once. And there might not be those daily victories that you're sometimes seeking for, but there is a victory and there is progress and there is growth ahead of us that God is working on. So even though we don't see the progress, doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. So if we want to learn to persevere, we must understand that. We must embrace that and we must grasp that and believe that. That I might not see it, but I'm not living about what I see. I'm just having faith and trust in God that He knows what He's doing. Trusting in that truth will help us persevere through the difficult situations. No matter how long you've been going and how long you've been trying, just keep doing what you're supposed to do because God's working on what He's working on. We might not understand or grasp it, but what He's working on is going to be great. And He just needs you to do what you're supposed to do. But the honest thing is sometimes we stop, right? Sometimes we do quit. So why would we stop now? I was watching a show the other day. I think it's called Alone. I don't know if anybody's watched that. All right. A show about endurance and survival out in the wilderness. I think this one was up in some place in Canada, maybe Vancouver. Um, And they're left there, usually alone, but the episode I watched, they had teams, usually husbands or wives or brothers or whatnot, Um, fathers and sons, different things. And one person would be set down on one side of an island, and the other person would be set down on the other side of an island. And this one would have to travel all across the island to get to this one, right? And this one's making camp and getting everything ready. A lot of them didn't make it hardly anywhere. They got about half a mile and they hurt themselves or did something stupid or whatnot, got scared by a bear and ran off, right? Some of them made it. They went the whole distance. I think it was 10 miles they had to travel. They went the whole distance through harsh undergrowth and forest and you know awful terrain and everything. And they make it. They get over it. Well, there was one individual or, or one group that, that really stuck out to me. And, and he went through an awful time to try to get to his brother going through. And they don't know how far away they are because they don't have nothing to measure that. And they just keep on going. And he got to where I think they said it was about a half a mile, point eighth of a mile away. Right? To the point where he yelled and his brother could hear him. He's that close. And then something tragic happened. There was an injury. Right? And they had to quit. They, they never were able to accomplish the task that they were given. They quit right there at the finish line, right there when they were about to accomplish what it was they were supposed to do. Now, that instance was influenced by an injury, right? They didn't want to, you know, without the injury, they probably wouldn't have made it. And how many times in our lives have you, do you think we have gotten right there, right there, to the blessing that God had waiting for us, for the breakthrough that we've been asking for, for the answered prayer that we've been seeking, for the moving of God that we've desired, for the situation to change like we've prayed for it to, we've got right there and we just ditched. And we bailed. We went off and tried to decide to do something different because obviously this isn't working. No progress. Nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. So I want to go a different direction. Right there. Right there. With Israelites, here's the honest truth. If they would have stopped on day six, walls of Jericho may have still been standing today. I don't know. The way we understand, there are great mighty walls, and we still have castles and stuff from 
hundreds of years ago stands today, mostly in you know in, in, in other countries and stuff, could have been still standing today. If they would have went to the seventh day, and they would have walked six laps, I said, I'm just tired, Joshua. I'm just gonna we're just gonna head over this way, and we'll find some other way to get into to the promised land. Those walls still wouldn't have fallen. If they would have stopped just short and not completed the task that God had put before them, then they would have never have known what God had planned for them to come through that. Because understand, Rahab the harlot lived within Jericho's walls. If the walls don't fall, she doesn't get grafted in to the vine, into the branch of Israel. And ultimately, we understand through genealogies that Christ, David, all these came through Rahab. If they would have stopped short, what would have happened? What would have changed? I honestly believe you know, God works His plan and, and it's not totally dependent on us. If we mess up, it's not going to throw everything off. But that's the plan God had for us. He wanted to go through to show us that he loves everybody, that Rahab is important as a harlot, just as much as David is as a king, that he loves them all, he wants us all. But if they were stopped short, Rahab would have still been in that city, still been living the life of a harlot, never knowing freedom, never knowing true love, never knowing the love of God, never understanding what it meant to be cared for or cherished by more than anything, if they would have just stopped short. And I fear that many times we stop just short from some blessing or breakthrough that God has for us. From some revival breaking out in our families or our communities or with our neighbors or in our churches because we stop just short. Maybe because of lack of desire. Maybe because of just weariness of trying to do it over and over again. Maybe because we just don't think it's working so we're going to try something. Whatever it may be, we stop just Short of the great thing that God had planned at the end of that task that He had given you. And we stopped just short. And that is a concern in my life that I, that I fear that are, are there situations, are there seasons where I, you know, not went as far as I needed to, that I didn't continue, that I broke something off, that I quit, that I, I gave up on something that God wanted me to continue in. And we talked a little bit this morning about little things that the enemy does that we don't really accredit to him. And I think this kind of is, is, is one of them. Right? Because the enemy doesn't want you to complete the things that God has set out for you to do. Because he knows the blessings and the breakthrough and the reward and, and the benefit that comes once you complete it. So he doesn't want you to receive that. He doesn't want you to to obtain that or grasp that. He wants you to not have any part of that as best as he can. So he's going to do all that he can to keep you from completing and fulfilling the task that God has put before you. Whatever it may be. Whatever he has called you to do in your life or in this season of your life. Whatever you know the Holy Spirit is, is convicting you of or pushing you towards or telling you you need to do. The enemy doesn't want you to do that. And he'll use words of discouragement. And he'll throw complications along the way. He'll give setback after setback after setback. He'll give you all kinds of busyness. 
to keep you and your time all tied up so that you can't do what it is that God wants you to complete and fulfill in your life. Do all these things. He'll use those to get you to stop just short of fulfilling what it is that God has intended to come, the fruit that will come from this task or this thing that He has set before you. And many times we allow those things that He sends to get us to stop. To stop. Just short. of Completing all these things that God desires for us to do. And I ain't going to be the one that sits down and tries to think about all the things, missed opportunities that churches have had over you know, the couple thousand years that we've been operating. It's not my responsibility. It's not my job, and I can't do anything about, about it to change it now. No use to live in the past in that situation. But we should use that understanding to drive us to fulfill and complete the things that He has called us to do now. That He has called us to complete now. To follow through with now. To do to His name and His glory now. And it might be difficult, and all you might see is walls. And there might be things going on in your life. And you might not understand why or where this is going or what's going on or if it's making any difference at all. I've felt that way as a pastor many times. It's what I'm doing making any kind of difference. But we keep doing it. And we keep fulfilling it. And we keep pushing forward and doing what we've been commanded and asked to do by God Almighty because we know. We know. We can't stop now. We can't stop now. You can't stop praying for your loved ones now. Yes, they might be getting old, and they might be getting weary, and things might, but maybe in their old age their heart will soften, and God will be able to move with them. Yet you can't stop now. You can't stop being obedient now. Yes, you, you that health condition you've been dealing with for years upon years upon years, it might it might not have done any better, but you're still here and He's still giving you with a breath of life to live. So keep doing what God has wanted you to do. Don't stop now. Your situation might have got worse. Your financial state might have got worse. Your living condition might have got worse. Your marriage might have got worse. All these things might have happened and you've been seeking answers and you've been seeking relief and you just don't stop now because at any moment and at any time what God's been working on over here where we can't see it and where we don't understand it and where we don't know it at any moment that can come to fruition in our lives but a lot of that's dependent on are you doing what you're supposed to do are you being faithful in what you're supposed to be faithful in are you committed to what he has asked you to do are you completing the things that he has set before you Because sometimes God has intended for you to be where you're supposed to be right at the right time so that what He's working on ends up right where you're at, where He wanted you to be. And if you didn't complete it, then guess what? That miracle, that blessing, that person He sent to pray for you or that thing that He sent to give you provision, it's there, but you're not. It's there, but you're not. What if, conceptualize with me, what if God knew these walls of Jericho were going to fall in seven days? Now, it ain't about what they do. It's, it's, it's going to happen. But they need to be present here for them to be able to walk into the city. And if they said, I ain't walking. I ain't going to do that. We're going to go up the river or we're going to go down the river. Guess what? Those walls fall and they're not there to conquer it because they weren't where they're supposed to be at because they didn't complete what God wanted them to complete. 
How many times do we miss that answered prayer, that miracle, because we weren't at where God wanted us to be? Sometimes the thing He puts in front of you is just to get you where you're supposed to be when He's going to work the miracle. And we need to understand that, like I said, God's ways and His thoughts and, and His understandings and His plans are much greater and higher than our thoughts and plans and understandings. And I'm not going to sit here and try to put it all together and figure it all out because I can't. And I can't sit down with each every one of you and listen to your issues and what you're going through and say, well, God is trying to do this in your life. I don't know that. But God knows. But God has a plan. And God has an intended purpose for you. I love what he says in the Old Testament. He says, I have a plan to prosper you, to grow you, to benefit you, to bless you. That, that plan is there. That plan is there. You just do what I've told you to do. You just do faithfully what I've meant. You complete it. You complete it. Don't just take it halfway. Don't just take it partway. Don't take it right up to the edge and then start walking it back. You complete it. And I'll take care of everything. You walk around this wall, the main mundane, big, mighty walls. And you keep walking. You walk and walk and walk. And you walk some more. And you get a drink of water and you walk some more. And you keep doing it. And you walk. And you walk until I do something. Because you're not going to miss it when he does something. So you keep walking until you see him do something. And that's all that we, that's, that's the responsibility that we've been given. Not to figure out what he's going to do. Not to tell him what he should do. Just do what he's told you to do. Until he comes through. And I know that my God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the creator of the world, that he's going to do what he needs to do. That he's going to see it through. That he's going to take care of me. He persevered and went to the cross and didn't quit there. And he's not going to quit on us now. And he's not going to give up on us now. And he'll persevere through all of our ignorance and our blunderings and our mistakes and our failures and everything. And he'll still love us even then. So let's learn to persevere through the difficulties, the struggles, the hard times, so that we can complete what it is that He has put before us. And that we can see the growth and the fruit and the harvest from it. Amen.